Did you ever think that God's sitting on high looking down on you and dishonoring, disrespecting, not thinking much about you? You know, God said to me when I was just a teenager, He said, I told Joshua to do three things, that if he'd do those three things, that he would prosper and be healthy. At that time, I'd never heard anybody in my church talk about prosperity. I'd never talk about uh, anybody being successful. And God said, if you'll do those same three things, you will be prosperous, you will be successful. And so I immediately went to Joshua 1.8 to see what God told Joshua. And he said, talk like God, think like God, act like God. If you'll do those three things, you will be prosperous and you will have great success. It absolutely changed my life and it'll change your life. God said, don't let anything uh, uh, from this book of the law not depart from your mouth. Don't let anything come out your mouth but the word. In other words, talk like God. Then he said, meditate that day and night. I mean, not once in a while, not twice a day, but he said all the time, meditate the word of God day and night. And thirdly, he said that you may observe to do or to be a doer of the word, to do according to all that's written therein. And then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. That was just before I went into the mission fields permanently as an 18 year old kid. And it changed my life. And I've been all over the world, lived in the jungles, lived in deserts, lived everywhere, watched God do miracles. And he's prospered me and made me successful, kept me healthy, saved me. He'll do the same thing for you. Get in the word today and do those three things. In this powerful best-selling mini-book, God's Opinion of You, Terry Mize explains biblical foundations on how to receive and use the authority God has given you. A mini-book that fits in your pocket, but packs a big punch. You'll learn to see yourself how God sees you. Righteous, blessed, more than a conqueror. Get your copy today at terrymize.com. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. We're so glad you've joined us today here on More Than Conquerors program. It is always an honor and a delight to share with you from the Word of God. It's just the day and hour that we live in, darling, that we just need every bit of help we can get. <laughs> and um, we've just been talking so much about how to really, you know, win in the fight. We were looking at that old song in between here today, just talking about the the good things from the Word of God. There's an old hymn that's called Keep on the Firing Line. It's an old one. And it was written in 1915, we found out. And it's just so important for you to stay in the fight. And in this day and time that we live in, you need to know how to fight for your own soul, the sanity of your own mind. And then you need to know how to fight for everybody else in your life, uh, marriages, children, your health, yeah, your finances. All of these things that are going on in the world and then just praying for the nation of America, praying for the world, calling in souls into the kingdom of God, not for, you know, us to just have a number 
but because this is life and death, isn't it, Terry? It absolutely is. And we were talking about your book, you know, more than uh, your book here on uh, pulling down strongholds. Sure. And uh, we've we've already done a couple of programs on that, but uh, you know, this is such a profound need, and we find this language in the scriptures about pulling down strongholds. But a lot of people in the world wouldn't know anything about that. They they don't understand why bad things are happening, right? right and they right. don't un, they don't know how to stop them either. But so somebody might you know just really want to know what is a stronghold? Why did you write a book about strongholds? What does that mean? You know, right? You know, uh, it's a message I've preached all over the world. That's right. Or there's a lot of things <laughs> that I've preached overseas right. all these 55 years. I haven't really preached a lot in America. I've just kind of left the American preachers to yeah, <laughs> take care right, of it, right. you know, but uh, but I first preached uh, the message on pulling down strongholds in a, in a big convention in Detroit, Michigan, or in Dearborn, right. Michigan, and, and it was so anointed and so it profound really and, and uh, touched people and uh, people got healed and had miracles, and, yes. and people came to me then. And all these many years later, those that were there right. still ask me, say, did you ever make a book out of that? Did you ever make a book out of Boyd <laughs> Down Strong? That needs well, to be I a book. Well, I just heard the audio, and it was wonderful. Right. And uh, and, and so I thought, well, you know, I, I, I need to go ahead and put that in, yes. a, in a book form. Thank because, God. Because not only the world doesn't understand it, as you said, but so many Christians don't understand it. No. They don't even get the whole concept or the whole, uh, you know, the whole uh, the whole principle and uh, you know the word the word stronghold is used about fifty times in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. but it's only used once in the New Testament. Wow! The Apostle Paul uses it in Second Corinthians chapter four. My He's goodness. talking to believers, right? And right. Uh, a stronghold, by biblical definitions, is a it's like a fortress, right. a castle, right. a high place, uh, set on a cliff, right. easily defended, not easy to take. Uh, and so uh, every time, all those 50 plus times in the Old Testament, right. uh, it's it's talking about a physical locality, right. a real location, right. a real place. And the one time it's used in the New Testament, it's, it's talking about a, a spiritual place. That's it's right. ta- he's talking metaphorically about your soul and your mind. Right. And you pull down those strongholds from there. Right. And he tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, so or, or 3 through 5, actually. He said, "For the, uh, the, the we don't walk in the flesh; we right. walk in the spirit, and we walk by faith." And he said, "For the weapons of your warfare are not, not carnal. carnal; they're not carnal. We do fight a warfare; we do fight a battle; we are in a battle. Right. But our weapons aren't carnal; they're not right. normal weapons." And he said, "But they're mighty through God Hallelujah. to the pulling down of strongholds. That's right. To the casting down of imaginations." And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and to bring every thought, thought into captivity yeah. and obedience to Jesus Christ. That's right. And so we said on the program last week, I believe it was that many times in the Bible they they put things in reverse order. So right. so where Paul mentioned strongholds first, and then imaginations, and then thoughts, it, it really should have been. It's really the other way around, because right. that's how your life operates. First, you so, get a thought, right. then, then you imagine it, and then later it becomes a stronghold. And so that's what Paul was warning us about, that in the area of the soul, your soul comprises your mind, your emotions, and your will. And Christians for, I started to say decades, but probably centuries, <laughs> act like they're scared to talk about the mind. Right, right. They get all uptight when you start talking about the mind, because they, I think maybe they, they run away from it. 
Uh, I think well, maybe I was, they don't mind talking about the soul or the body right. or, or the spirit, even though they don't understand the soul is the mind, the emotion, the will. Right. But they, they I don't know if they get feel like that they're going to get in mind control, which is demonic, <laughs> or mind over matter, <laughs> or be. some of those Could kind of be. things. But the, God has a lot to say in the Bible. And I give a lot of scripture references in the book, just the so, mind. Yes. I just wanted to say that, that when you're talking about Christians don't know, I had gone through three years of Bible college and had been married and have two children, and it was in my middle 20s that I found out I was even a spirit, a soul, and a body. A triune being. A triune being. I had never been taught that, because, you know, Pentecostals, Baptists, Catholics, everybody sure. just always talked about, uh, you know, the body and the soul. Right. Right. And there wasn't any teaching on the spirit. the spirit man. But yet we are a spirit. Right. We have a soul That's and we live in a body. Right, right. So, so our, our body is just our earth suit. That's right. Just like an astronaut has to have a space yes. suit to, to survive in space, right. we have to have an earth suit, a body, exactly. to live on planet Earth. It's our passport. It's our citizenship. That's right. You can live on planet Earth because you have a body. If, you, if an astronaut gets a hole in his space suit and it leaks out, then he dies. Right. And if you, if you on Earth get a hole in your earth suit and it leaks right. out, you die. <laughs> yes, and, but, but yet the real you doesn't die. <laughs> no, that's right. Just Thank your God. body dies. Right. And when your body dies, then it falls to the ground and we have to do something with it. Right. That's not you. But yet, it's how you were represented. That's what we—that's we, right. that's how we contacted was, you. Yeah. And so we need to either put it in a, in a, we need to bury it in a, in a grave, or we cremate it, or we, we have to do something with it. You can't right. just leave it laying around. So, that's so right. we go, we do My something goodness. with it. But yet, you are still very much alive. That's Your right. spirit man is the real you. Well, Proverbs says the spirit of a man, woman, child, boy, girl, is. The candle, the candle of the, of the Lord. Lord yeah. So that's where God inhabits is in that unseen place in the heart. Sure. And then you have a mind and a will that he gives you to live on the planet exactly. with. And exactly. then you've got to have, as Terry was saying, that body. That's right. And if you don't have a body, then God says, okay, you can't live on planet Earth anymore. That's right. And there's only two places you can live besides yeah. that. You can either go to heaven and live with God for eternity, or you go to hell into outer darkness and torment uh without God for eternity. And Jesus made it very plain in Luke chapter 16 when wow. he tells the story, a very true story, by the way. wasn't a parable, yes, wasn't an, yes, an analogy, yes. wasn't a metaphor. Uh, it was a true story. He said he said there was a certain rich man. And and, and when anytime the Bible says certain, then that's talking about a real person. A real this person. isn't a parable. Yeah. It's a real person. Yeah. And he said, and there was a certain beggar. Right. And he even tells you his name, Lazarus, uh, who begged for crumbs at the rich man's table. Right, uh, and, and and he had sores all over his body, and it says that the, the it says that the, the the beggar died, Lazarus died, and went. The angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. My my. It says the rich, Jesus said Jesus is talking now. This is red letters. Jesus said, and the rich man also died, and was buried. Wow. Okay, so his body was buried. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't buried, suit. but his body, somewhere. his earth yeah. suit was buried. It said, Jesus said, the rich man also died and was buried, but in hell, in hell. he lift up his eyes, being in torments, plural. And he had this conversation with Abraham and said, please just send that beggar to me and let him dip his finger in water and cool right. my tongue because right. I am tormented in this flame. So hell really has flame. A lot of people today say, oh, there's not a hell or hell doesn't really have fire. Oh, no, no, no. Hell has real fire and real flame and people are really tormented there. 
and uh, and people have emotions there. They have feelings there. Exactly. They have their sight. They have their their hearing. They have their speech because he saw Abraham. He saw Lazarus. He recognized Lazarus. He said, that's a beggar. They used to beg at my table. Uh, he had feelings. He was hot. He was tormented. Right. Yeah. He was thirsty. Yeah. And and he had uh, hearing because he could hear what they said to him. He had speech. He could speak to them. So when you go to hell or heaven, it's really you that's there. It's not right. some gaseous blob vapor floating through space for eternity. You know, it's right. the real you. It's all you've done is you've buried your earth suit. You've right. buried your body. But the real you, because we are a spirit, we have a body. Right. Or excuse me, we have a soul, soul, and then we live in a body. Right. And the soul is comprised of your mind, your emotions, and your will. I, I was I was just thinking here as you were saying that that that's all the more reason because uh, you've been a missionary. I mean, you sure. you and Jackie all those years. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, still am. Know, yeah, <laughs> and still going. Um, and, and people think of you mm-hmm. as a missionary. Yes, yes. The, as I as hope so. the the apostle. The missionary, the one that that goes out there first and, and right. shares the gospel. Right. And when I th- when I think about that, sir, what was that? Give that reference again. What chapter? It's the sixteenth chapter of which one? The, the Jesus the, talking. Yeah. Luke sixteen. Luke, Luke chapter 16. sixteen. It's Luke sixteen. And y'all go home and read that. Break your Bible. That's Bibles a horror out. story. It's it's I mean, horrible. it's more scary than anything Hollywood it could write. Yes. <laughs> but it's true. How many times does it say torments in there? Four times. Four times. He the 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 rich man uses the word. Torment. Torments, Plural. and and that's Plural. that's important for you to understand. And and tell us. He even begged Abraham. He said, "Please send that beggar back to my father's house if you can't help me." Goodness, because he said, "Let me come to you." And he said, and "Abraham said, can't do it." And he said, well, "If you can't help me, he said, then send Lazarus back to my father's house because I have five brothers." Yeah. And he said, "Let let him talk to them." lest they also come to this place My of torment. Goodness. He didn't want his brothers to come to this place of torment. So as a as a missionary, that would be motivation, you know, to talk about pulling down strongholds, well, sure. to write a book, because well, that's the whole crux of the matter, that there is a hell, there is a devil, right. there are demons yes, of influence, yes, 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 yes. there are demons sent to try to destroy man, absolutely. E- every person, absolutely. as well as mankind. Then Jesus there's heaven the with devil, angels. The devil Jesus. comes to steal, kill, yeah. and destroy. That's his job. That's the, that's He's trying to John separate 10, 10. you from yeah. God. And God wants a family. He wants you to not be separated from him, but live with him forever. Now when he you, says he's not willing that any should perish. Now, when you teach that... yes. What do you call that in your sermon, that sermon that you do about the missionary? Um, uh, about Jesus talking about Abraham? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I call it uh, three missionary calls. Yeah, but you call because, that one the missionary. Uh, because, the, because this one in, in Luke 16, I call it a missionary call from hell. That's you have it. a man in hell saying, please don't let anybody else come here. Right. And so the whole concept of that, that if you read that conversation in there, mm-hmm. in the writing of this book, mm-hmm. that there that there is it is so important for people to understand that's that's the way hell communicates with you is through your thoughts. Oh, absolutely. 
And so if we don't want people to go. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And and why we don't want people to go to hell. You, know, Jesus <laughs> you made can a go simple, to hell by what you think. Jesus made such a simple statement in John chapter 8. He yeah. said, the devil's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's a liar. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then you go over to Titus 1 and verse 2, and it, and it says, God cannot lie. Yes. So I've gone around for decades saying those two <laughs> statements. The devil's a liar. God cannot lie. The devil's a liar. God cannot lie. The devil's a liar. God cannot lie. Wow. And we need to get that ingrained in us yeah. that hell is going to lie to you, deceive you, trick you. Right. That doesn't play by the rules, doesn't play fair, will kill your kids, will kill you, will do anything right. they can to kill, right. steal, and destroy, to separate you from God. That's the whole point. That's the separate whole point. you from God, and God wants a family and My doesn't goodness, want you separated. Yes. But but the, back to pulling down strongholds, yeah. um, out, out of those 50 times it's mentioned, it's a physical location. The one time in the New Testament, yes. it's talking about your soul. Uh, are your mind, your right. your emotions, your mind, your will, and 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 Paul, and so so most people when they hear the phrase pulling down strongholds, most Christians, they re- immediately relate it to Ephesians six and demons and devils right. and pulling down. You know we have right. uh, you know the, we have these these enemies you know in high places and uh, and, and there certainly is that aspect of that. There's right. the demon demon possession, demon oppression, demon all that kind of stuff, casting out devil. There, yes, there certainly is that connected to that. But that's not what Paul's talking about no. in Second Corinthians chapter four, uh, uh, chapter ten. I'm sorry, that's not what Paul's dealing with. He's right. talking about personal housekeeping. Yes, he's talking about you. That's keeping right. your act together, That's you right. pulling down strongholds, yes, you casting yes, down yes. imaginations, you taking every thought into captivity That's so right. you don't get duped, you don't get deceived, so the devil has no hope. You know, Jesus said, the devil has come, but he found nothing in me. Oh, is that, so That's what we all want to be able to say, yeah. is, is the devil's maybe out here looking around like right. a roaring lion, yes. but he's found nothing in me. You know, because yeah, I'm keeping, no I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the, the thoughts right, right the, the imagination right, the stronghold, and and so we need to realize. It. Well, our dear spiritual father Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth e. Hagen, used to say it like this. He said, he said, you can't keep birds from flying right. over your head. Isn't that wonderful? But you that's can keep a, them from building a, a nest in yeah. your hair. So that's personal that's, housekeeping. We yeah. can't stop the devil from roaming around. We can't stop him from throwing thoughts and imagination at you. That's right. But you can, right. you can pull them down, cast them down, bring them into captivity. That's right. Stop them from bugging you. No, and that's the, that's the beauty of the new birth um, is that, you know, like that chapter you have in there of giving no place to the devil. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that we have such a, God has such confidence yes. in the new birth in us mm-hmm. that, it, that he knows that if we won't pay attention to the dumb stuff right. that the enemy would try to possess your soul with, That's just your exactly thought right. life. And people get so oppressed and depressed by, by the negative things that they allow sure. Sure. to stay in their minds. And then yet they can pull that down. Sure. They can arrest it, like yes. the scripture says, yeah. and they can enjoy a peaceful, sanit- uh, sane mind. Sure. You know, I, I, you've heard me say this for decades because it's, I've said it for decades. Yeah. Um, back in the old days, I say old days, back when you and I were kids and right. teenagers, right. Uh, America only had three te- television 
station, ABC, <laughs> right. NBC, and CBS. They only had three ways to attack you. <laughs> and they all and they all went off the air at midnight. Yeah, right. So right. at midnight every night they access. played the national anthem. Yeah, right. And they went off the air. Right. And uh, I've always laughingly said this that the the worst thing that ever happened to to preachers getting bugged at night by parishioners. Right. The worst thing that ever happened is that TV uh, uh, went off right. uh, at midnight <laughs> because the, the, the person at home is watching TV and they're, they're happy. They're not having thoughts, imaginations, or strongholds. They're just right. watching, you know, whatever. And But then when it goes off at night and they play the national anthem, then all of a sudden they have to go to bed. There's nothing to do. And now here comes thoughts. the thoughts, here yeah. comes the imaginations, here comes the stronghold. So the preacher, the pastor starts getting called, Pastor, you need to pray for me, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. And I always said the greatest thing that ever happened that to preachers yeah. was when TV starts staying on 24 hours a day. Right. Because then people can just stay up and watch TV all night. So now, they're, now their mind is occupied. They're distracted. Yeah, yeah, now their mind is occupied, right. and so they're not having to deal with the thoughts, imagination, and stronghold. The easiest thing you can do. I've had people say, Brother Jerry, how do I stop this? How do I stop it? Oh, what am I going to do? Well, the easiest thing you can do is, when, is that when you have a thought, yeah. a wrong thought, right. and I'm not just talking about vulgar and sexual thoughts. I'm talking about any kind of thought that's against God. Fear, any kind word, of thought that's yeah. wrong. If, yeah. Yeah, doubt, fear, yeah, doubt, any of that. unbelief. Then all you have to do is, is speak Speak the word. Yeah. You know, declare what the word says about yeah, it. Ans- answer the thought Get with involved. the word. We said that last week on <laughs> the program. You've got to talk. Right. And then the second thing you do is you rebuke the devil. Yes. That brought the thought. That's right. Now you not head, you take that thought and you go back to hell with it. Right. And then and then then just start worshiping the Lord. Yeah. It's so easy to do that. Engage you just, yeah. in your own soul. Invest in the in the atmosphere. You know, back of your decades ago, we used to. I think Brother Coleman first started this, but uh, we've all done it for over the years. But he'd say to prove that you you are a triune being, and to prove that you can't think one thing and talk another. Right. Uh, it's scientifically, you know, impossible, physically impossible. He said, and you can do this right now, listening to me or reading the book, either one. You can you can listen. You can say. Uh, Mentally, like right now, mentally, right. not out loud with your mouth, but mentally, just start counting. Let's just count to 20. Just mentally. All right, now out loud, tell me your name. Yeah. Well, you can't do it. Once you speak out loud your That's name, right. it what happened to the counting? The counting's everything. gone. So if you're sitting there yeah. mentally counting, one, two, three, four, five, and, I, and then I say, tell me your name. Oh, Terry Mott's. Yeah. What, wait, what happened to my counting? Yeah. It disrupts well, the counting the disappeared. Circuit. The thought disappeared. Yeah, you separate the circuit. Because I'm speaking. Because yeah. God made you a speaking creature. Isn't that God's, awesome? God's a speaker. Yeah. He creates by speaking. He's our father. You are what your father is. If your father's an elephant, you're an elephant. Your father's a hippopotamus, you're a hippopotamus. <laughs> well, your God's a creator, so you're a creator. Yes. And he That's creates with his good. mouth, yeah. so you create with your mouth. Right. Right. But your thoughts are enemies where your words are friends. That's so good that, that you can you can do that for yourself. You can sanitize your own soul so by Paul said, the words out of your own mouth. Three things, thoughts, imagination, strongholds. He yeah. said, when you get a thought that's not God, then he said, you need to arrest it as a dangerous criminal. I rebuke that thought. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. Devil, you take that thought and you go back with it in Jesus' name. But he said, Boy, if you entertain right. it, let it mess around with you. It becomes uh, an imagination. 
Don't give it and two seconds. And then you're seconds. laying in bed at night saying, what if I did this? What if? What if? Well, what, yeah. well I wonder. Well, I wonder what I think. Yeah. Oh, and that becomes please. an imagination. Yeah. And when that imagination, when the thought becomes an imagination, now it's now you have to cast it down. Oh, my goodness. So Paul said, cast that imagination down. If it's exalted itself against, it's a high thing, a high thing. It's tried to yeah. exalt itself. That's what the devil did. He said, I want to exalt myself over God's throne. Right. He said, I'm going to rise up over the sides of the north and overthrow the great king. He wanted to get higher than God. No, that's so, right. So when he brings you something, it's going to be a high thing that, yeah. that, that's contrary to the word of God, that's contrary to the knowledge of God. It exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Mm. So you have to absolutely cast that thing that's right. down. That's right. And I don't care if he says, you're dying with the cancer. <laughs> no, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Yeah. Your kids are going to go, no, my kids are blessed. No, well, you don't have any money. No, I'm, I'm prosperous and, and God supplies all my needs according to the rich and glory of Christ. You have to, you have to combat that and that's cast right. that that's imagination right. down. You don't imagine those things. When the scripture and, you know, the, says, Psalm says, the, sorry. the heathen imagine a vain thing. Yes, Psalm 2. You know, they imagine a vain right. thing. See, they rage. They're raging. Right. Why well, I know some rage. raging. Turn on yeah. the TV and look at people in New York City. They're yeah. raging. You know, they're, and, and, and they imagine a vain thing. But then if, that, if, you, if you give that place, then it turns into a stronghold. stronghold. And Paul said, now you've got to pull that thing down. That's right. That thing's going to cause you a problem. You've got that's to pull right. that stronghold down. And, and and we can do that, but we're going to have to understand that's the way this thing works. Well, when the scripture says, give no place to the devil, mm -hmm. that's what it's talking, when it says, don't give a place to the devil, right. what it's saying is, give place to the word of God. Absolutely. That's that's how you respond to that. And you have to do it many times. I mean, immediately. Yeah. You don't just be riding in your car and have a thought of about having a wreck or doing something. You just start yelling in your car, no! Because when you have that thought, uh, yeah. if you don't watch it, if you don't watch you'll start it, imagining, imagining it. Saying, yeah. oh man, what if I did have a wreck? What would yeah. happen to mama? What would happen to my wife? What would happen yeah. to the kids? What would happen? And you start imagining. And, that, and now that thing's going to turn into an imagination then a stronghold where if you dealt with it when it's a thought, say, thought you get out of here in the name of Jesus. Right. I'm, I'm protected by the blood. I've already prayed. My family's covered in the blood of Jesus. That's We're right. vaccinated in the word of God. <laughs> That's right. And when the angels of the Lord are encamped round about us, we'll live a long life and see good days. Yes, Nobody yes, in my yes, family's yes, going to yes, die yes. prematurely. I mean, you just, you let hell have, have it. have charge over me you know, and lift us up yes. and dash our foot against the stone. <laughs> we could quote a few hundred scriptures yeah, that's here. that's right. I mean, but that's We're what... Out of time. Oh my goodness, that's what give no place to the devil right. means. Give him you no know? place. You just don't imagine anything. You don't take anything. Any no. thought, you That's don't nurse it, it hold it. yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> Brother Osteen told us. That is such a good thing, you know. I mean, I just think pulling down strongholds, Terry, is just uh, a full-time, 24-hour-a-day job. But the more you stay on the job, the less work you might have to do sure. because sure. hell finds out they're not going to have a playground in your soul anymore That's right. That's exactly with your right. thoughts, your will, your imaginations, all of these things that are there. God wants to help you safeguard your own sanity with the Word of God. Personal housekeeping. Yeah, and then you get to <laughs> then you get to speak your future into existence exactly. when you say those things. Well, we're just been thrilled to be with you, and we just look forward to talking to you next time. And in the meantime, we want to tell you, you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. I recently did a message uh, at a church that uh, the pastors had asked me to minister on the supernatural, on the miraculous. 
And uh, Renee and I both felt like that the Holy Spirit just showed up and, and it did it a good job. Uh, we called it, uh, where are you from? You know, are you from this this world here? Are you from the heavenly world? And, and I think it, you get a hold of it, it'll bless you, it'll minister to you, and uh, you'll learn some things about miracles. Well, it was so profound in that um, we have to realize that we are living in a realm where we're surrounded by the natural, but yet we're called upon, Terry, like you taught, to live out of the supernatural absolutely, realm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you probably hadn't heard anything like this before. I asked some pretty pointed questions that uh, I think will be a blessing to you. Sure will. The details are on the screen on how you can get it. Order the CD with shipping and handling or download instantly at terrymize.com.